Hey guys, welcome back to the Jake and Joe show. Uh, as you might have seen, it's the 13th episode of our show today. So we're going to stick with a little bit of a theme and talk about luck and superstition. Uh, we got some good tech-related news coming at you and some more good music. Let's get to it. I was telling you before the show, before we started recording, that Michaela and I uh, got some new furniture this week. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Talk about my deal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I walked in and I was impressed. The pictures didn't do it justice. And then I sat down on it and I was just like, oh, it's nice. Beautiful. It's nice overstuffed fake brown leather furniture. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's less than a year old, I guess. The previous owners, um, they hadn't owned it very long and they didn't like it. So they got a different set. We found it for sale on one of the Facebook buy sell swap groups or whatever and i commented on it to get a hold of them like six minutes after the post went live and like 15 minutes after that there was like 10 other people asking is this available i'm interested i want it but because i asked first the girl honored you know the fact that i i approached her first and uh held the furniture all day until i could come get it after work that's so. really nice. A lot of people don't do holds for stuff like that. No, no, especially because it was so competitive. I mean, she had 10 people immediately wanting it. She could have sold it to any one of those people, no problem. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a real nice set. Uh, love seat, couch, and recliner. Got all of it for 400 bucks, and it's definitely an improvement over what we were using before. So, feels good. It's, yeah, it's that's one pretty of those, awesome. It's one of those weird little things. I mean... Why am I so excited about well, furniture? Well, because but... there's only so many things that are new and exciting that happen within a week. Anyway. That's true. That's so that true. is quite notable. <laughs> uh, and we, well, you are at the point in your life when you have to start accruing like household stuff. So it's nice because you feel good because you got a great deal. We're all about that anyway. Oh, yeah. Gotta and love then the on deal. top of that, you got some really nice furniture that you're going to have for a long time. Yeah, definitely. And you're going to definitely, definitely get your money's worth. Got to teach the dog to stay off it because uh, Oakley, our previous furniture, like I said, it was hand-me-down. So nothing that we were too worried about keeping pristine. Yeah. So the dog was allowed on the couch and stuff. But now with this furniture, since it's like it's like a fake leather, we don't want his claws tearing it. You know, we want to keep it nice. So right. we're going to have to train him to stay off of it. Uh, it's going to be quite the adventure at first i think he's probably out in the living room yeah. on the furniture right now it wouldn't surprise me he's probably so confused why are you telling me to get off it's been fine before I've, i'm almost two years old and i've been allowed on this forever yeah <laughs> anything happened to you this week i'm sure something well, happened to you i mean you didn't live under a rock so <laughs> I just slept until the next episode because life isn't you worth live living in, without the jake and yeah joe you show. live and breathe the jake and joe show that's right Nothing as good as getting some new furniture for a great deal. But I was going grocery shopping. Ooh. Oh, oh that's earlier. right. This is a story you were going to tell me before. <laughs> but you do need to mention before I forget. You okay. did get some new furniture yourself. Oh, well, yeah. So you got to mention <laughs> so, that. All right. That's true. Uh, my girlfriend. Well, my girl. I say my girlfriend, but we know her name. So Adria. She's been on the show, right. Jake. <laughs> Adria got me. A new computer desk for Valentine's Day. She actually asked me. She's like, what do you want? And I like that approach. Because <laughs> you get exactly what you right. want. And I was thinking about a Chromebook at first. I know I was asking you to help me out with uh, different Chromebooks to get for value. And 
then I wasted your time and I was like, yeah, actually I want a desk. <laughs> hey, I'm, I was actually probably more excited that you decided to go with the desk than right. a laptop because I mean, come on, you need a desk. His guys, you have to understand. I think we've probably mentioned it, but his computer was not on a desk. His no. computer sat on the floor in front of like a nightstand that the monitor was sitting on, and he held the keyboard and mouse on his lap when he used the computer. It was terrible. I can't believe you used it that way for as long as you did. With three dressers in your room. Because I'm cheap, man. Three no, well, dressers. I didn't want to spend money on a desk. <laughs> so I finally got this nice one. Um, the desk is a really good value, I thought. I did a little bit of research, and I believe I conferred with you as well. I had seen that one before. End. Yeah, and I guess a lot of people had went with it. It was like the Atlantic Atlantic Gaming Desk Pro, something like that. It was only, uh, I want to say, hundred and twelve or something dollars. That's not bad. No, and it was. It's all metal. I mean, it, there's not much to it. It's very minimalistic, but it has the essentials. Um, I mean, a, you're only going to get so much for a hundred hundred dollar desk I anyway. Think, but and after putting it together. Which, by the way, took way less time than any other desk I've ever had. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. It was really simple. Um, I also could be a lot better at it because I've done it several times now. But. Um, several times. Oh, yeah. Several times. Not, well, not that one desk. Oh, I thought you were talking but about put the together, one desk. That's my fourth desk I've put together. Uh, and somehow you didn't have any on. desks in your room. Yeah. There was ever since like 2012, there's hardly been a year that I've lived in one place for a whole year. So I always like put desks together, tear them apart, put them <laughs> together, tear them apart. And then, of course, I get the ones that are like, you know, the chipped, I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like press pressed. Board. It's yeah, press, yeah, it's press like board. It's basically yeah. like press board that looks like it's nice, but it's not. I think that's what, no, this is real wood. This is real wood. Yeah. It's got a veneer over the top of it, but I think on the inside, it's still it's, real wood. Yeah, it's not pressed. Anyway, no. yeah, this stuff... It would start falling apart the first time you took it apart again. Yeah. So, you know, this it's one's not gonna... It's not designed to be taken apart after mm -hmm. it's put together. So I'm going to be really happy with this, long story short. So, um, um, Is it press... Is the top part of the desk press board? I don't think so. No? In, in fact, it feels so nice, I almost didn't need a mouse pad. Wow. It actually has like a nice Texture. grippy feel to it. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. And what I thought it was like kind of a... It's like a pandering feature almost. It's a... Uh, a cup holder. I saw onto the that. Side. In the I think that's like kind of lame, almost. It's like, oh, here's your gaming desk. So here's <laughs> your gaming, cup holder for gaming cup holder for your 64 ounce Mountain Dew. Like, <laughs> how big is it? Is it big enough to hold like an it, enormous thing? It's big thing? enough to hold yeah. a pretty large thing. Well, yeah. I like the the idea because it keeps water off your desk. It is true. I mean, it is functional, and I, I do use it, um, except for my morning coffee. It's not big enough for that for a mug, but. I just, I'm cynical as hell anyway. So, of course, the first thing I thought of was that they're just catering to, like, the stereotype. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then what I what I was going to tell you earlier. Oh, yes. Because I started talking right before we were recording, and I would joke and tell, like, I was getting excited, and he's like, wait, wait. Don't tell me yet. now. <laughs> you know, and like he was saying, we should know by now to wait until we're recording, but, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. Uh, as I was grocery shopping today, right before I came here, actually... I took a swing over by the electronics. I try not to because it makes me want to buy stuff. And I was looking at TVs because right now I only have a 32-inch 720p. And I was really surprised at how cheap the 4K TVs are now. You can get one for four to $600 
that are about 45 to 50 inches. I had no idea. Last time I was in the market for a TV, a 4K was way out of reach, like over $1,000. So it's just crazy how how um, electronics, the value of electronics degrade. It's funny that you're mentioning this now because probably just a week and a half ago, I watched a video that explained why 4K is becoming so cheap. It's because for the, the 4K generation has it hit us so fast after uh, the 1080p generation or 1080 TVs that a lot of people who have these 1080 TVs aren't ready to upgrade. They've only had their nice 1080p TV, their full HD TV for a couple years. So they don't want to already be thinking about buying another new flat screen TV when they just, they barely have broken this TV in. So there's not a lot of demand for 4K TVs. It's a, oh no, my TV broke. I need to get a new TV or I need an additional TV to the one I already have. I'll go get a 4K TV. It's not a necessity. It's a, it's an addition to, uh, basically. So they're not being bought as fast. I mean, I know personally, I'm still 100% content with 1080p. I would be too. Granted, I've never primarily used 4k. Like I've never gamed on 4k or watched TV in 4k. Granted, there aren't a lot of shows that support 4k. So it's not like, you know, you're, you're missing out. I mean, it's not going to upscale. I mean, it might, but not very well. That being said, 1080p is still very good for a lot of people. This is a brand new monitor I just got for Christmas. It's 1080p, and I'm mm. 100% okay with that. Yeah, well, also, um, there's a certain screen size where if it's small enough, a larger resolution doesn't even show up. 27 inches is actually the biggest size you can go in, in 1080p before you start to see the pixels. Yeah. So if this were to be like a 32 inch, which is a common TV size, you see, you can see the pixels. But if you were to go to like a 23 inch, like this monitor, you can't see the pixels on this. It's too, right. it's too small for your eye to see. And that's why with my 32 inch 720p at home, I there's I don't have a problem with it because it looks really clear and nice. But that's because it's a 32 inch, it's smaller. Right. So, and honestly, I don't need another TV. But I was just looking. Yeah, and right. I was just really surprised at how inexpensive they were. They're really yeah. only like two hundred dollars more than a 1080p, which is only like thirty percent higher than a 1080p. But uh, still, so so much lower than I expected. Mm-hmm. And you know how Walmart always lines them up, how uh, like by biggest to smallest. Yes, I remember when they had the biggest big TVs on the wall, and it was like the fifty inches and the fifty five inches, and now there's seventy inch TVs on the big side. And on the small side, back in the day, back in my day, at least. Back in my day. Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> they had the big old 200-pound TVs hanging Yeah, right. But uh, they had 22-inch TVs, I remember. Those tiny, tiny ones that I would never buy for any reason on the far right side. But now the smallest that I saw was like a 38-inch. Yeah. So it's just crazy, dude. Technology in general evolves really fast. It does. But TVs are even faster, I think. Yeah. It's just yeah, like they, they they are evolving much faster than the general technology track. I think it's probably because it's one of the most consumed forms of electronics in the country, if not the most consumed form of technology. Mm-hmm. Most consumed form of technology, is that right? I think that's Medium? right. Medium? 
Most medium. Medium. Yes, because, I mean, think about it. Every household's got a TV, basically. Mm-hmm. Every household's got multiple TVs. And there is a ton of competition. Yes. A ton. So, right. so it pushes people to innovate and push the limits. Where I if know it was, I'll go ahead. Oh, yeah. Where if it was like a Monopoly or if it was only like the big names, like a Samsung and Sony, they would like suppress their new technologies and wait for higher demand. Like, right. Similar to what you were talking about a minute ago. Right. Well, like they do with consoles. Think about like gaming consoles. Sony mm-hmm. and Microsoft are really the only two big players. They don't feel pressured to put out something new every single year. Granted, they're working that direction with the Xbox One S and the yeah, PS4 well, Pro. Yeah, now they're just taking the same technology, tweaking it a little bit, and releasing it a year later because people will buy it. People will buy it. So, I mean, Suckers. I can't blame them, but it's just, <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. Moving right along, let's talk about some technology. I know Joe specifically had some news, well, what might be news to some. Big news to me. Big, Big news, news to, to the geeks among us. Yes. <laughs> the geeks among us, the, the people who are technologically inclined. <laughs> technologically inclined. What do you got for us? By the time this episode goes live, the product I'm going to talk about will already be on sale. Right now it's currently in pre-order state and it just went in pre-order state yesterday. I'm sure most of you are familiar with the brand AMD, maybe only in passing because you've heard it, AMD, Intel, that type of thing. AMD is a brand that produces, manufactures and sells processors for your computer and graphics cards for your computer, more specifically the chipsets in the graphics cards. Anyway, they've been talking about the new line of processors that they're going to release for, oh, I'd say better part of six months, maybe even longer than that. They've been talking about it for a while, and it's been going under the code name Zen, Z-E-N, and just recently they changed that to Risen, so R-Y-Z-E-N. Ryzen is another way I've heard it pronounced, so I don't know if I'm saying it right. Raisin. Raisin, perfect. (laughs) Anyway, it's a competitor to Intel's uh, higher-end processors. Uh, Before today, Intel basically ruled the processor market. AMD was only really an entry level. They didn't have any powerhouse processors. If you wanted something that really packed a punch, you would go Intel and get something like an i5 or an i7 processor because those were where the power was at. AMD just didn't have anything to compete. So they've been working on this new architecture for the new processors called Risen. Before, I think it was Bulldozer or something like that. Anyway, each generation of processor, the manufacturers aim to increase the processor's performance by around 10%. It's something called IPC, which is instructions per cycle. It's basically how much the processor can handle in one cycle of its clock. And I know I'm getting way technical here, so I'm not going to continue to go into this. But normally they go for about 10% increase between generations. That's about what Intel has done between, oh, say the i5 generation 6 and i5 generation 7, which just recently came out. AMD Risen, their goal was to increase their performance, their IPC, by 40%, which is four times more than the average. They ended up increasing it 52%. They beat their goal that they expected to beat. Their previous generation, I'm looking here, it's called Piledriver. Uh, That was their previous chipset. Their new processors are 52% more powerful 
than their previous generation. That means that the 8-core processor in my gaming computer here is half as powerful as the mid-range starting processor of this new series. Yeah. So this has got people really, really excited because AMD is becoming a name again in the CPU market. Uh, the entry-level chip in the series is the 1700 series, and it's starting for 330 bucks, which isn't bad. That's not bad at all. Uh, they go up from there. There's the 1700X for 400 and the 1800X for 500, and that's the top of the line right now. $500 seems like a lot for a processor until you compare it to what it's competing against. This $500 AMD processor out benches or it performs better than Intel's i7-6900K, which for those of you who are unfamiliar, currently is on sale for around $1,200. So it's outperforming one of Intel's best processors for less than half the price. Um, and to prove this, AMD had a few benchmarks set up at a recent press conference they did. Uh, they they used Cinebench, which is a benchmarking tool. Uh, AMD showed that the Ryzen R7-1800X machine with 16 gigs of RAM using an NVIDIA, they use an NVIDIA graphics card because they know that right now NVIDIA's got a more powerful graphics card than they do. 12 gig Titan X. It's their most powerful graphics card. Wow. It, they matched it up against an i7-6900K with the same graphics card, but they gave this machine 32 gigs of RAM, double the RAM, and it still outperformed by 200 points on the Cinebench. That's pretty which awesome. Which is significant. So it's just cool to see that AMD is really stepping up their game. I was actually looking towards getting an Intel processor for my next upgrade to my computer because I want something that packs more punch. But now that AMD has released this, probably going yeah, to go with the $330 yeah, variant. If, if they do well and if I see that a lot of people you know have good reviews on it and everything like that, my next computer could very well be AMD. And I've only had Intel. Yeah. So, so. And the entry model, like I said, is 330 for the next step up, the $400 one, so $70 more, you're like nearly double, not doubling the performance, but it's significantly better. I usually so, end up going the middle of the road route, so I could see myself going with yeah, the 400 Yeah, and anyway. it's, it's the 1700X. The X means it's overclockable. The 1700 is, but not as much as the X variant. So you could probably get the 1800 base 1800 performance out of the 1700x by overclocking mm. so all right a lot of techno babble in that <laughs> part of the tech segment uh so for people who have no interest in uh technology and chipsets wake up wake up regular shows resume me <laughs> yeah sorry about that i got a little tech heavy there but i've been excited about this for a long time so you know i wanted to i wanted to share now that they have officially uh, amd's They've always done this in the past where they don't release like any information on their products. And then the day that they do, it goes up for pre-order. And like oh, wow. a week later, it's on sale. It's going on sale That's March That's actually 2nd. a good idea because it builds hype. Because it gets people who are, um, what's that type of buyer? We've mentioned it before. Impulse. Impulse. Impulse buyers are just like, all right, here's great news. This is great. Uh, it's better than Intel. Buy it. And then you can pre-order it instantly. Right, right. <laughs> So yeah, they, we've been waiting for information and we finally got it yesterday. So I wanted to share, I know that it will be slightly old news by the time this episode goes live. Cause they will have been on sale for a couple of weeks, but nonetheless, I mean, it's not old news. It's only, you know, right. they've only been out for a couple right. of weeks. So. And, uh, and to be honest, only people who are enthusiasts are going to really know about this news. True. True. Uh, because 
I only saw it in passing. Like I saw it on Reddit. That's why I was I could half guess what you were gonna say <laughs> because I just knew that AMD had some sort of new technology. Yeah. But I didn't read into it. Yeah. So. Cool. So I guess right now uh, we're gonna transition into our theme, which is since we're episode thirteen, luck, um, superstitions. Although I don't really know how much we're hitting in superstition. Did you have anything planned for it yourself? Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do have some some on superstition. Awesome. So let's let's do that for technology. I was trying to think of ways we can incorporate luck and superstition in tech, and it kind of made me think about gambling. Uh, and I wanted to talk about casinos for a little bit and slot machines and how the pleasure centers of our brains get activated and all of our logic goes away as soon as we enter a casino. A couple of years ago, an acquaintance of mine invited me out. I've never been to a casino before. We went out to the one in Bangor. Yep. Hollywood. Um, Hollywood, Hollywood slots. Yeah, Hollywood I know, slots. I know. It's, it's like the only casino in Maine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess he went there so often, and still goes there so often, that they give him free rooms. Wow. He has free stays in that hotel because he spends so much Because they know they're going to make yeah, money on exactly. him. exactly. So he gave me one of his free rooms. And me and another one of our, our buddies, one of his rooms, and we went to the game floor and started playing a little bit. Now, this is the first time I had been, and I really had a negative view about casinos, and I still do, because I just think they're silly, to be honest. <laughs> because they, they, there's no logic to them. It, there's no skill involved. You You put money in a machine, and you hit a button, and... Roulette goes round and round and boom, you either win or you don't. But it's not just that simple because a lot of these machines now, um, they probably have been for several decades, are are rigged. Yeah. So the house is going to win most of the time. It's not that they're rigged. It's it's just that the percentage of winning is very, very low. I mean, if you know, you could say that if they were rigged, you never win. Well, no, because obviously they would not make a machine that you'd never win on because every like even the most idiotic and impulsive of gamblers wouldn't go on that machine. <laughs> well, they, they'd probably they'd probably be like, oh, that machine's bad luck. I'm going to stay away from that one. I'm going to oh, sit at this, this slot machine to the left. That totally just sparked in my mind superstitions because so I walk into the Hollywood slots, right? And it's almost all old people. Seriously. What? Here we go talking about old people again. I always bring them up. <laughs> Seriously. It's because you're old at heart. It's I, you're, I, you're old at heart. Seriously, either that or I'm just staying on the weekend and go to bed at nine o'clock. <laughs> <at night. laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so I'm like, wow, there's like just old people. I expected there to be a, a huge variety. Uh, and Josh is like, no, we're going to be the youngest people here. And, and old people, they have this like weird superstition. So I'm sitting at the roulette, right? Not the roulette. I'm sorry, just a slot machine. Yeah. Uh, I'm just putting. I spent like twenty bucks. Totally lost it all, and I expected to. But I was just trying to have fun, kill some time. Uh, the slot machine in front of me, there was a old man sitting there, and he would like pump in dollar, dollar, dollar after dollar, and he would do this thing where he would like rub the screen, like he would press a button and then like put his hands on the screen, and like he was like giving it his energy. And I was like, what is he doing? And uh, my buddy looks at me and he's like, that's just what the old people do, man. They're superstitious. So that fits in perfectly with what I was trying to say. So your friend that you went with, he's not superstitious 
No, he's not at all. Superstitious at all. So he didn't have any like little quirks or tendencies that No, he just he just blows. I mean, he's he's won big a couple times, but of course you're going to if you spend that much time there. Right, right. But yeah, he man, he he goes there all the time. Yeah. There I mean there I feel like there are two types of people when it comes to like slot machines. There are those who like switch up a machine after like two or three pulls if they don't win anything cuz this machine's bad luck or people who think well, if I keep playing on this single machine, the chance of winning has to go That's up me. because I've been losing so much. So I'll just stay here and keep playing on this single machine. Eventually, I'll have to win. That would be me. Yeah. Yeah. I've never personally been to a casino. Um, I think I, I probably want to go at least once just to ex- have the experience. L- do what you did. Exactly. Like spend like 20 bucks just yeah. to, you know. We should go. Seriously. That would be fun. Yeah? To take Adrian and Michaela. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just, just go, you know, spend 20 bucks. Yeah, I mean, with the expectation that you're going to lose the money. You don't, personally for me, you don't go to a casino to win money. No. Because you don't win, you don't. No. I mean, occasionally. Never gamble more than you can afford. Right. So, and I'm not, I'm not really a gambler anyway. I don't, I think I've bought, since I turned 18 and I was old enough to, I think I've bought like one scratch ticket just because I'm 18 and I can do it now. I don't believe in that. In my opinion, lottery tickets are tax on the stupid yeah there is a very very popular financial advisor by the name of dave ramsey oh yeah everyone's heard that name who he he calls it that he calls it the tax for the stupid because the chances of winning are so ridiculously low that you're going to spend more money on the tickets than you're ever going to win so what's the point Mm -hmm. and i don't know it's that's that's a whole separate thing scratch tickets are completely different Uh, well i've only bought maybe I've probably bought like closer to 10 or 15 scratch tickets in my life. Yeah. Granted, I've been over 18 for eight years now. Yeah. So once in a while, I'll just be like, you know what? Yeah, I have an extra dollar. Let's do it. And I mean, occasionally you win and it's it's fun, but it's it's dumb because you could be doing more with that dollar. And especially now that I've started using the Stash app, um, I put money away into that, which is going to be a lot more profitable than just putting it in a savings account right um and definitely more profitable than just spending a dollar and basically burning it not winning anything right like most people are yeah it, uh, i look i mean instead of spending that oh i have an extra dollar i might as well buy a, st- a scratch yeah. ticket instead of spending that dollar take that dollar and shove it in an envelope and put the envelope under your bed and every single time you're gonna just i'll just spend that dollar yeah. Put it in the envelope instead. And five years from now, open that envelope and count how much you've got in there. You're going to have a decent amount. First-hand experience with that. Um, okay, no. Third-hand experience with that. <laughs> third. Oh, wow. Have we went you, from first to third. <laughs> have you ever saved your dollar bills? No. No, I haven't either. I always do the coins. You know, you yeah, oh, yeah. I save my silver and, and pennies. I separate them. Yeah. Uh, well, as most of you probably know, I work in a financial institution. And there was one day... When a guy came in, I can't remember how much, but it was hundreds, several hundred one dollar bills, and he had only been saving for I want to say six months. Wow! And he said he didn't even feel it because because right, you don't dollar. feel the dollar dollar bills. Right. Um, so he said any chance any chance that he had a dollar bill, and whenever he broke a five, whenever he broke any dollar any bill, and got a one dollar bill, he would put them away. Yep. The next day, I kid you not, another lady came in with more $1 bills and told me the same thing. She had exactly 500 $1 bills, 
And I asked her, I was like, hey, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been saving these? She said since July. That's it? Yeah. Well, I know I know there are people who deal with cash more. That method, personally, would not work for me. If you went out and looked in my wallet right now, there'd be nothing in it. I right. don't use cash. I use a card. So mm-hmm. that I don't think that would work. But there are solutions for that in the in the technological world today. I mean, which app was it? Acorn, I think it is. Acorn that yes. rounds up to the nearest dollar every time you purchase something and invests that money for you. That's a perfect alternative. It is. It is. And I was actually thinking about using Acorns with Stash. That would be like a lot of investment. What is what does Stash do again? I'm, I'm Stash, I know you've told me several times, but I can't quite. Remember. I'll show you it after we're done recording. But basically, what it is, and listen up, guys, if you have been wanting to get in, or at least have been interested in the investment world, because it's really nice, and it doesn't matter how much you make, investing is really smart. If you're the type of person who has patience and is smart with their money, hey, that's me. Yeah, exactly. And you would be really good with something like this, even better than me, I think. Um, It's an app, it's called Stash, that lets you deposit, you link it to your bank account, which sounds scary. No, it's a a well-known... Exactly. It it does sound scary, I admit that, but I fully trust it. Um, You tell it, hey, um, I want to buy a certain group of stocks. Uh, What they do is... You make an account, and then it asks you a couple questions. It's like, hey, how old are you? How much money uh, do you make a year? What is the total value of the things you own minus your debt? It just kind of like feels you out and guides you into investments that are good for you. Whether you're a um, conservative investor, moderate, or aggressive investor. Um, My type was a conservative investor. So they put $5 for me in what was called the conservative mix, because your first $5 are free. Oh, cool. Uh, In fact, I'll probably throw a link to mine at the bottom of this, which, uh, full disclosure, helps me out too, so I'm not going to lie. And this wasn't planned either, (laughs) (laughs) because uh, it'll allow you to get $5 for free and $5 for me. Oh, cool. Uh, So if we didn't go through that, I wouldn't get, like, say I'm signing up. Yeah. If I didn't use your referral, I wouldn't get $5. I think you get an extra $5, oh, but I I'm not extra, sure because so I, I wasn't referred. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to use positive. your referral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would appreciate it. But the best part about it is that you can set up what they call auto stash. Every week, you can set up a certain amount of money to just go from your bank account to the stash. When I first started it, I was really weary about it. I was like, you know, it's not scary because I wasn't like trembling scared. <laughs> but it's just like, you know... Even though I want to invest, I've never done it before. And I kind of just want to dip my toe in before I take the plunge. So I just put like $5 a week. And I put it in and I put it in. Every day it was it tells you how your stock group, it's called EFT. Can't yep. remember what it stands for. Um, how it does. Uh, and so far I've made like, I've only had it for a month and a half. And I've made like a dollar thirty nine or something, which is way more than a savings account would ever make you. Right, right. Savings accounts actually are really bad in the in this day and age because the dividends you earn on a savings account aren't worth the inflation. So say you put $100 in a savings account and in 10 years you're like, oh, hey, I have $120. But the value of that money that you take out is less than oh, the yeah, money definitely. you put in 10 years definitely. ago. 
So a question I wanted to ask about Stash while we're on the topic. I know it's way off base from our we'll main get topic. Back. Yeah. But where the money that you're earning, who has who's in possession of that? Like you said, since it's July a third or whatever. Party. Okay, so it's connected to your account, your bank account. They pull money from it, and when you're making money, they still hold that money. Yeah, they, they have that money and they invest it. You can take it back whenever you want. Okay. It just takes like a day or two to hit your account. Yeah. Because they have to like put it through a whole process. What it is is um, it's it's I can't remember the exact term, but it's it's micro investing. Right. Because you know how stock prices are say it's like sixty five ninety seven per stock. People like you and me, for the most part, we can't just be like, Yeah, I'll buy three stocks of that. Right. Because that's a lot of money. Oh yeah. Um, with micro investing, and I'll just call it that because I can't remember the right term right now, they take a small amount of money, as little as like five dollars, or even less if you wanted, and they put that money as like a percentage of one stock. And it's just a good way for people with that aren't like the top 1% to get in on the stock market. So what's the risk of you losing money doing this out of curiosity? Well, that's why they ask you that questionnaire. Because if you, it depends on where you invest. Remember how I was talking about EFTs? I wish I knew what it stood for, but basically what it is is just a group of stocks. Now, the conservative mix is a group of businesses that have proven over the years to either not lose any value or if they lose value, it's very, very slim. So they don't look like 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 this, ups and downs. They don't have He's doing like and... an upwards and downwards <laughs> hand motion like a graph would be. Yes, like a graph. Like there's, Line it, graph. It's not like this. That is what it would be considered a high risk. Like if you invest in a brand new company day to day their stocks are going to be like boom 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 right. up down up down and it'll scare the heck out of you <laughs> right so there's different uh groups like conservative mix moderate mix and aggressive mix i have 33 percent of my money in a conservative mix i have another 33 percent of my money in a group that's called do the right thing which contain a lot of uh technology groups and businesses that do a lot of um charity for others because i just think that's nice and yep. i want to be a part of that <laughs> and then the thing i just recently found was a group called young money and what it is is a group of businesses that are going to take off in the next 10 or 20 years i think it's considered a moderate risk yeah stock it has things like netflix and things that millennials are going to continue to use. continue to use and will grow yeah. in the next 10 or 20 years. And I'm not planning on using this money uh, for a very long time. So right. I want to invest in something like that. Yeah, that's cool. I think I'm after this conversation, I think it's something I'm going to start using. I will show you the app as soon yeah. as we're done. Cool. So, all right, uh, back on topic, we were talking about superstition and um, luck. Whether and luck, you yeah. believe in it. I, did you, I think you mentioned something about You've never been in a casino, but, and I don't know if we trailed off, if you uh, never finished your story I, there. I, I said I'd never been in a, in a casino, but I have done like this. Uh, no, I don't remember what I was going to say. I don't remember. Okay. You probably I, said it then. I do want to say that it's probably a good thing that I have never been in a casino because there are people who have like addictive personalities. They, they get addicted to things easily. And unfortunately, I think I'm part of that group. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, and I, I say this because... Six months ago, I was heavily addicted to caffeine. 
to the point where I was drinking like I got real heavy for a minute. I was like, is he just gonna like? <laughs> I got heavily addicted to cocaine. Oh, phew, no. <laughs> just caffeine. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, caffeine is dangerous when when you drink a lot of it. Yeah, and uh, I was getting like I would drink so much in a day where I was getting dizzy and like I couldn't focus on things because my brain was just in an, on a nonstop buzz, and I just I don't know. I could drink a monster or two before going to bed and I've fall right to sleep. I've never experienced that. It it was bad. I I was drinking a lot of them. I could not make it till noon without an energy drink. I had to have one. So you were either crashed or like buzzed out of your mind. Yeah. Wow. So I I I broke the addiction. I went cold turkey, which was insanely hard. I bet for the first week. Like yep. I I was like on the edge of falling asleep at work just because I I did not have that buzz. I was just always dead. I didn't do anything for like two weeks. I just wanted to lay around, but. Since then, I have not had, I think I've had like soda that's got a little bit of caffeine, like Barks Root Beer or something like that. But otherwise, I drink water and an occasional 100% juice. But other than that, it's all water. And I go through nearly a gallon of water a day. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel tired and I never feel buzz. I'm like at a happy medium. I've got energy. That's besides the point. I have an addictive personality and I think if I started to regularly go into a casino... I would be broke. I think I'd spend all my money. I don't I I honestly don't think you would. I mean, you know yourself better than I know you, but I feel like you're really smart about your money. So even though you might be addicted to something, like you would know that you're making a terrible decision. <laughs> and I think you're smart enough. Yeah. Well, you would be smart enough to be I don't like cuz I also think I'm slightly <laughs> addicted to buying cheap video games. Oh, my word. Everyone is. Anyone who uses Steam, Okay, dude. I guess I'm not addicted <laughs> to that then. <laughs> 80% off? I might play it eventually. But I also I also think that I, I, I'm not like a firm believer in luck, but I don't think I'm like a super lucky person. I think my luck is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like I said, I don't believe, I'm not like a firm, be- like what is luck? Luck's not a thing. Luck is not like. Not really. I'm having it's good luck thing. today. You're just having a good day. No, it's basically your reactions and the people around you's actions to what's going on right. in the world. So, we've got more coming at you a little bit later on some more superstition and luck. You know, We're going to chat a little bit more of that about that in our discussion segment. But for now, let's get into Song of the Week. I uh, I normally have my song of the week picked out beforehand, and Jake normally doesn't. But I feel like it was the other way around this time. You had yours ready to go, and I did not have mine ready. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I feel pretty good about mine. Um, but I'm gonna let you. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yours first. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So this is an artist that I always go back to because he has nostalgic value to me, and I think he's has genuine talent. And that is Mika, M-I-K-A. Can't say that I've heard of him. Yeah, um, he's. I would say he's like B-list. Like I don't know if he's ever been on the radio, but he has some songs that have... A lot of his songs are in the millions of views, but I don't know if he ever was on the radio. Anyway, his 2007 album, Life in Cartoon Motion, hit 10 years old this week or last week. Oh, nice. And I loved that album. It wasn't until 2010 where I really listened to it, but it's just the his style. He's not afraid to go like overboard with the like happy vibes, which usually is cheesy to yep. me. But 
he has so much skill in his voice that I can actually put, I can wrap my brain around it and be like, okay, I like this because yeah, it makes me feel good, but it's also that he has talent. So it's not just an emotional thing. Right. Um, so whenever I'm not feeling good, my brain has this like urge to listen, listen to a Mika song. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is, cause I wasn't entirely sure which song to show you guys. Uh, but I want to do love today. So that song, I'm not sure if that 30 seconds is going to do it justice. Hopefully, um, I'll be able to make something work. Mr. Editing Man. Yeah, that is me this time. Uh, Take a look, though, guys. Really, he's really like happy-go-lucky and, well, I I guess flamboyant would be a great word, honestly, for his personality. So, like, at first, I was like a little turned off by it only because... It was like, oh, like oh, like I said, over the top, overly emotional sometimes. But it just makes you feel good, um, and I just wanted to share that with you all. And cool. I, I just thought it was cool that the album was ten years old, and that guy is still making music. So check him out on Spotify. Uh, if you are interested in Love Today, you will absolutely love songs like Grace Kelly, Lollipop, uh, Big Girls. That's a good one. Got some interesting names in there. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, the a link to the song on YouTube will be available in the description on whatever medium you're listening to. As so always. if you don't use Spotify, you can always find it there. My song of the week is not 10 years old. It's not <laughs> even a month old. Um, it's by a band that I had actually never heard of before like a week or so ago. And the name of the band is Judah and the Lion. Now that I'm saying the name, I might have heard of them before, but definitely never listened to any of their music. Um, but they, they just released a new single this this year. I think it was like a, four or five days ago, and it's called Suit and Jacket. Judah and the Lion are a folk pop trio based in Nashville, Tennessee. Singer-guitarist Judah Ackers met mandolinist, I think I'm saying that right, Brian McDonald and banjo player Nate Zucher through mutual friends, and the three began playing together in late 2011. So they're not a very old band. Uh, They initially aligned themselves with the Christian music scene. Their debut album, First Fruits, was a worship-themed record that blended expansive folk and bluegrass with rich, old-timey harmonies. I don't think that's I don't think they're aligned that way anymore. Um, but it does go on to say that they uh, they bear a resemblance to Mumford and Sons. I know we had mentioned that a little earlier, yeah. but it says it right here in their bio that they are related to Mumford and Sons. Um, I I just I feel like there has been a lot of really good pop music that has been coming out so far in 2017. 2016, forget about that. This is the year for good pop music. I'm feeling it. I really am too. And I know we were talking about it. You you mentioned this to me a couple days ago. And I swear I'm not lying when I tell you that same exact day I had the same exact thought. Yeah. Because 
uh, I was just just another one of the songs. What was it? Uh, what did Adria send you and I? Uh, it's Issues by Julia Michaels. Yes. I have been listening to that song nonstop. It is so good. It is really good. It is what I would consider. It's very close to a perfect pop song where every little piece of sound is heard and it's important and it serves a purpose. Yeah. The lyrics are fantastic. Her skill is phenomenal. And like I said, the instrumental is just is just wonderful. The only time that it loses me a little bit is when it starts getting a little atmospheric at the very end. Yeah. Just a tiny bit though. Yeah. That's it. So I mean I'd give that song like a ninety five. I'm wow. not even kidding. Why it's so weird that you rate things out of a hundred. Most people do it out of ten. But you always have done it out of a hundred. Sure, I'll give it I'll give them a nine out of ten. Nine point five. Yeah, I, I could send a 9.5, <laughs> but I guess that does sound like it's a little overboard. 90 to 95 is what I'd give that song. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I did want to, I mean, here's some of the songs that have come out so far. And this is, as far as I know, most of these have come out end of January, beginning of February. So just recently, Heavy by Linkin Park featuring so Kiara. So good, yeah. Very good song. More poppy for them. Normally, they're more on the rock end. I know the Linkin the Lincoln Park. Why did that sound crazy to me for a second? <laughs> yeah, Linkin Park. Their hardcore fans did not like that song whatsoever. Oh, no. no, no I saw no. a lot of thumbs down yeah. on their YouTube video. Yeah, uh, Issues by Julia Michaels, Wonderful which we mentioned. Song. Believer by Imagine Dragons, which yes. I really like. Adria loves it, too. Uh, what, do we, what do we got? Did Bad Things come out this year? I think Bad Things came out December. Yeah, okay. But we'll give that an honorary 2017 <laughs> release because that was wonderful. It was too. it was rolling into 2017. Yeah. Uh, Paris by the Chainsmokers. Mm. Suit and Jacket by Judah and the Lion, which was my song of the week. Small Doses by Bebe Rexa or BB Rexa, however you say it. Yeah, yeah. Is that the song you showed me just yesterday? I listened to it. I can't think it about it have, right now. It might have been. And then one that you and I just listened to right before the show we started recording, but that we both, I think we unanimously love, is Stay, featuring Alessia Cara by Zed. So good. I, I like Zed. I can't wait until I get home and listen to that with earphones. Yeah. Honestly, that's the first thing I thought of. Zed's album, Clarity, is one of the only EDM albums that I physically own. I loved it so much that I went out to Bull Moose and bought it because I had to own it. I'm like, I have to own this CD. It's so good. Clarity is, without a doubt, besides Pompeii. Uh-huh. Pompeii and Clarity. I'll say that. Pompeii and Clarity are my top two songs of the decade so far. Wow. Of the, Wait, top two the pop decade. songs or top two songs? songs? Holy crap. I love Clarity. I had no idea you felt I that strongly. I love Pompeii. They both pump me up, and I crank it every time. That's impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... There are a lot of good songs that have come out so far this year, and it's only February. I mean, it'll be March for you guys by the time you're listening to this, so hopefully some more slammers have come out, which we might mention, um, but I'm feeling good about this year for pop music. I like the term slammers instead of bangers. Slammers, bangers. Slammers. Yeah, boy, <laughs> like going it. heavy. Papa bless. <laughs> Papa bless. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I love there. it. It just rolled, it just came out. It just rolled off my head. Papa bless. All right, all right. We're cutting it close already to our hour, I think, by our standard format. So let's get rolling along, uh, get into our discussion segment, and delve in a little bit deeper into superstition and luck. I know Joe has something for us. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny that you wanted to talk about this today because uh, this morning on my way to work, the radio stopped working in my car because my amp 
is a piece of crap and it's always dying on me. So I didn't have music to listen to. So I put a podcast on on my phone and I stuck it in between the visor of my car and the in the roof of the car so it would stick there in the <laughs> Joe's dog is joining us today. It's the uh, Jake Oakley and Joe show. Man, he's just so restless right now. He just I don't know, can't stop moving and chewing on stuff. So anyway, speaker was facing towards me so I could hear what it was playing. And I was listening to uh, the most recent podcast by Bill Burr. And he's a stand-up comedian, for those of you who haven't heard. He has a cartoon on Netflix. If you haven't seen, go watch that. It's called F is for Family. It's great. Six oh. episodes. Yeah, I've seen that, but I didn't know that was him. Yep. And his podcasts are great. I love them. They're not for everyone. Jake was telling me that he doesn't like to listen to podcasts where people swear a lot. It, it was excessive, I think. He yeah. was saying it every other word. <laughs> Bill, he, Bill's got a pretty dirty mouth, so he's not G-rated. He's not PG. He's definitely R-rated. But he's got a lot of really important things to say. He's he's He thinks a lot. You can tell that he's like a he's a philosophical type of mind. Like He likes to think, so he makes a lot of good points. But anyway, this episode that I was listening to, he started talking about superstition. I couldn't believe it. I just thought it was, is, so, it was so odd that you wanted to talk about superstition and luck this episode, and here's Bill Burr talking about it in his podcast. I know. So I wanted to mention something that he mentioned, uh, and he was talking about Friday the 13th. Of course, everyone knows Friday the 13th, it's, un- it's an unlucky day. So he was talking about why it's an unlucky day. I just briefly wanted to go over the origin of Friday the 13th. Sure. It, it, actually, it actually originated because of two separate beliefs. One for the day of the week and one for the day of the month. Friday became an unlucky day because sailors thought it was bad luck to start sailing on a Friday before the weekend. They hmm. didn't they didn't think that was a good thing to do. They thought it caused, you know, bad sailing or bad weather, so they didn't ever want to do that. The 13 is bad luck because it was the 13th day of the month, the night before Jesus was crucified. Oh, that's ridiculous. And there were also 13 people in the room, in the Last Supper room. Oh, that's right. The night before he was cru- crucified. So it's just interesting to see that over the years, bad sailing on a Friday and the 13th of the month the, being the day before Jesus was crucified, how those have become connected. And that's where that that uh, superstition comes from. And it's funny because it's not used in that way at all now i mean we have movies called the friday the 13th and everyone's just like oh friday the 13th's bad luck when really it's i don't know it's a bunch of well luck in general is a bunch of whatever you were gonna say (laughs) yeah nonsense basically is what i was gonna say but i don't know i thought that was pretty cool and i thought it, it was even funnier that bill had mentioned it he was talking about it on the same day that we were gonna be recording about the same topic i guess you could say it was luck it was in the cards yeah Definitely. And it's funny because you mentioning the connection between uh, sailors, bad luck, and uh, bad luck related to Christianity and the crucifixion made me think of like pirate Jesus. So that was a really nice image to have in my mind. Yeah. And (laughs) it's funny that you you mentioned (laughs) pirates. Pirate Jesus. Pirate Jesus. That was actually where the association came from. Um, because a lot of pirates and sailors were very religious people. So they already had the ideology in mind that Friday was a bad day to go sailing and they were religious and 13 was like a bad number to them. So they just combined them. 
Do we have you a moment to speak about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? <laughs> oh, that's too good. <laughs> I can't stop combining them now. Pirate Jesus. Pirate Jesus. I know I said before the break, before we hit Song of the Week, that we were going to come back to the discussion segment and talk more about superstitions and bad luck. But I feel like we covered a lot of what we wanted to say in the text segment. So our text segment this week was basically a combination of tech and discussion. It, I mean, it really... It kind of was. I know we're pushing the clock already for what so, we want to do for an hour. Right. So what what we did just now in between what we last said and what we're saying now, because yeah. the wonders of post-editing or post-production, rather, uh, is we looked up some of the oddest stu- superstitions from around the world, and we thought it would be fun to... Uh, list off a few of those like we did in episode six and really make it fun because episode six was so great mm-hmm. uh, one of them here i thought was pretty funny is that if you're going to go to the hospital you should go on a wednesday because that's just the best day to go and that's literally what the superstition says because monday is the best day to leave and saturday is the worst because it means you'll soon be back huh it's just a Funny little superstition that Wednesday is the best day to go to the hospital if you're going to get hurt. There's get hurt almost on Wednesday. a little bit of logic to that because I feel like people are more likely to get hurt on the weekend because people have the day off and they're unwinding and they might get a little <laughs> and they're crazy. They're doing a little drinking, you but know, yeah. hold my beer. Yeah, and who's going to have a hold my beer moment on a Wednesday night? Right. Besides like an alcoholic or something. But <laughs> You need to get help, AA. It's there yeah, for you. Yeah, if you need to go to the hospital on a Wednesday, you should probably examine your life a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully you're not a uh, someone who needs treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Another funny one is that in ancient Britain, women would carry around acorns in their pockets to stay young. I wonder how it works. I can like see a 90-year-old. Where, where was this from? Uh, ancient Britain. I can, a 90-year-old British lady be like filling her dress up with acorns <laughs> being like, it's not working. <laughs> Uh, another one that I got here almost has like a little bit of logic behind it like the first one we talked about did and it was that you should tuck in your thumbs when you pass a graveyard now I know that doesn't sound like there's any logic to it but listen to its explanation in Japan if a hearse passes you by or you walk by a graveyard you must tuck your thumbs in to protect your parents (laughs) Now this Where's is beca- the logic? This is because the Japanese word for thumb literally translate as parent finger. Oh, okay. So by hiding it, you are protecting your parents from death. <laughs> so while there's clearly no, like, scientific logic behind this, the literal translation of the word means parent finger. So I can see where people would be like, well, you got to protect that parent finger then so your parents right. don't get hurt. It's kind of like the whole the whole thing where you have to hold your breath when you go by a graveyard or someone you love is going to die. Oh, don't step on a crack or you break your mom's Exactly, back. exactly. As, as soon as you said uh, tucking in your thumbs, it made me think of, I thought you were going to say like when you punch somebody because that's a bad thing to do. <laughs> break your that's thumb. a bad thing to do. <laughs> don't eat lettuce if you want to have children. In the 19th century, Englishmen avoided salads if they wanted to start a family. In the Oxford Dictionary... Of superstitions. Yes, Oxford has a dictionary on superstitions. (laughs) A book on plant lore suggests that lettuce was detrimental to childbearing because it was a sterile plant. 
And as plants exhibited peculiarities in their actions, so were they supposed to operate on man. So people would stay away from, or rather men would stay away from eating lettuce if they wanted to have kids. I honestly think that's BS and guys just didn't want to eat salads. That's probably it. That's probably it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't have kids if I eat that. Uh, where's the meat? <laughs> yeah. Give me a piece of steak. Uh, you know, it makes me more fertile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Men don't get fertile. <laughs> Potent. Potent. Potent is a, is a word for that. Since we do not want to turn into another episode six. This is not episode six part two, folks. Yeah. We will leave it at that. Um, hopefully it's not under an hour. I don't think it will be. Um, but... Regardless, we want to focus on quality anyway. Uh, sorry the discussion wasn't as thorough as typical, but... Uh, we got, like we said, we got the discussion yeah. in, in the tech segment. So it's not like this episode was lacking it. It was just in a different place than it normally is. Yeah, I think it's because it was kind of hard to place uh, luck and superstition in tech. Like, I was originally thinking casinos and slot machines because that is technology, but I you talked can only about, go so far. Yeah, and I and I talked about Risen for quite yeah. a bit, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we just kind of combined it, and so our, I know our tech and light segment were uh, pretty pretty long today, so um, thanks for sticking around again this week, and if you've already listened to all 13 episodes, you can't stop there because it's bad luck, so tune in next week where you'll... Scientifically, it's bad luck. Yeah, right, We Logic. have We have proof that not <laughs> listening to the Jake and Joe show is bad luck. Right, so tune in next week, same time. Same place. Have a good week. See ya.
and as plants exhibited peculiar peculiar i don't know how to say that word but peculiar, i can that's actually a really hard word peculiar, to say peculiarities peculiar peculiar peculiarities peculiar Peculiarities. Peculiarities. Peculiarities? Yes. Peculiarities. Yes. Okay. Go. The dividend. <laughs> I'm Doug Dimmedale, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmedale. <laughs> <laughs>